Good evening, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast. This is the podcast of record. It's late on Thursday night, June 16th, and the Golden State Warriors have just won the 2022 NBA Championship. Let's break it all down. I'm J.E. Skeets. Alongside me here in the yard, we got Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this one's for you. What's up, Tassie? We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. Hey, yo. We've got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Lily. And last but not least, here on a late night super producer, JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now after the NBA Finals. The NBA season just wrapped up. Hit that like button. All right? And make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. We also have a new shirt alert. Yes, our friends at Breaking Tea dropping this beauty. A little uh, throwback vibes to the old finals. Uh, No Dunks 2022. Yeah, you got a wedgie there. Basically in a peach basket almost. (laughs) So this t-shirt available at nodunks.com. We did this last year after the finals wrapped up. I think we only gave you a 24-hour window last time. Well, this time, if you want this shirt, it's a limited run. You have until the Warriors parade, I think, wraps up. Uh, I can't remember if it's <laughs> when it starts the parade or when it wraps up. Let's say when it wraps up. When the last piece of confetti has been yes. thrown into a trash can. Yes. That's when it will be basket. over. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so, throwback, a peach basket. It doesn't get more of a throwback than a peach <laughs> I mean, I think uh, I am kidding about the peach basket, but it does look like one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. But you got the old, uh, that's like uh, what's that's like when the, the Bulls were winning the title, right, Trey? That's yeah, like that's like, 90. I think like that's late 90s kind of look, yeah. for sure. Yeah, breaking tea, always killing it. So go to nodunks.com if you want that tea. Again, a limited edition run till the uh, Warriors parade ends, uh, or any of our No Dunks merch. Uh, doing big numbers here already. We love to see it. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Let's talk about the game maybe a little bit later. We can do some beach stepping, and then Tass, I think you've got a tweet of the night. But uh, yeah, the Warriors, like I said, Tass, fourth title in eight years. Uh, and they also lost to uh, finals. So made it six times, won four out of the eight there starting in 2015, um, but they get it done here in Game 6. We can really focus on the game and then talk about big picture and Curry winning finals MVP, all that good stuff. But, uh, yeah, what do you think of the game itself, Tess? Well, yeah, let's just start with Steph because he makes this whole thing go. All those numbers, 4 and 6 and 8, none of it happens without Steph. So it was cool to see him finish this thing off in Steph-like fashion, baby. That, that little run he had in the third quarter uh, where he hit 3 and he pointed to the ring finger maybe a little early. He didn't care. Uh, he f- was feeling it. Uh, that one was nearly 30 feet. Uh, so what a bounce back from that 0-3 game that he had there uh, in game five to finish with six big threes and to win his fourth championship without that other superstar that we shouldn't mention. It just legitimizes everything. It, it elevates every one of their championships uh, a little bit more because they're doing it without KD on the back end. It just doesn't happen very often. They want it to be the Spurs, and here they are, you know, like sort of knocking on the Spurs door of their longevity. And uh, so he finishes, just to give you a quick, the quick numbers, he finishes with five games with five plus threes in these finals. He just had that one misstep. 
So five games with five plus threes. That's as many as Ray Allen, considered one of the best shooters ever, and Kevin Durant having their careers combined. It's just it's hard to to put into perspective what this guy is. And you know, people will be going into the top five, top six, top seven. We it's hard to get past for us dummy heads. It's hard to get past the one thing that people care about. Four. He's got four rings now, and now he's you know comparable with a lot more players and and the the uh the arguments can can roll for this next week until the championship parade until they're throwing confetti in the peach baskets but that you know that third quarter run there uh along with so many guys helping out uh wiggins getting on the board four steals and three blocks in this game phenomenal stuff draymond green having a great a great game on both sides but the celtics you know they were close there in the end uh in the fourth quarter to start you know they were they were Looking like they were going to make a run. They had a couple heartbreaking tip-ins that they missed the first few minutes of that fourth quarter. Brown had one. Robert Williams had one. Then Robert Williams had a put-back dunk that he missed. Looked like he was slamming it through, and it came out. Uh, and it looked like they could finally sort of make up some ground. They got it to 8 with 5.30 left. But then their problems really showed. Uh, Wiggins hit a 3 to make it 11, and then... Some terrible spacing where it was Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Al Horford all hanging out together, and Brown got into the lane, turned it over, and then a couple minutes later, Tatum traveled in the corner, and then that was good night, Irene. So uh, the the Tatum Brown, they just have to get a little bit better and better in fourth quarter execution. We didn't see the Celtics able to do that down the wire, but they obviously have a great future ahead of them. But yeah, too much Steph and too much Wiggy and Draymond Green, who had uh, an incredible game, and the, the Game 6 clay thing didn't happen. Uh, but that's because they didn't need to be with the way uh, Tatum and, and Brown weren't great offensively in this one. So Curry finishes with 34 points, 7 boards, 7 assists, 2 steals in Game 6. Uh, what was the better, I don't know, disrespectful gesture, Trey? Was it the pointing at the ring finger in the third quarter or was it the nighty night which he's been doing throughout the postseason uh there in the fourth i guess while he was running back after uh, smart was like lying around on the ground man that's a tough call you've had a special performance when you get two signature celebrations in one championship clinching game more disrespectful i'm going with dropping a ring point in the third quarter. Yeah. That's an early ring point. <laughs> That's a pretty bold ring point. That's a Dave Grisham kind of ring point right there. But honestly, you know, Grish was calling it in the second quarter. Steph was calling it in the third <laughs> quarter. quarter. The Warriors, or the Celtics, did make it close in the, in the fourth. They fought really hard. They maybe did not fight very smart, but they at least fought hard down the stretch. Uh, but Steph knew. Uh, you know, so the fourth quarter putting him to sleep, the night-night, his, uh, his go-to celebration lately, I felt like that was just kind of like perfunctory. It was like, let me wait until I can hit a, you know, a late enough three-pointer that I can actually put you to sleep here. So he did. I was glad to see him get it in, but uh, this was awesome. Tass mentions the number everybody's coming up to, four. This fourth championship is great. This is the not the most talented Warriors team we've seen, certainly not comparable to the KD team's. Not as good probably as the 2015 team, to be quite honest. You know, when Steph was at his, and even more athletic, Clay was more athletic, Draymond was putting up 20-point games regularly. This team was not that team. They eventually could play about six guys. One of them was Kevon Looney, who came out of nowhere to be a special player. We're seeing Andrew Wiggins become the player everybody thought he was supposed to be. And it's all because of Steph. 
Steve Kerr always was comparing him to Tim Duncan and the way he's able to lift everybody around him by being the best guy on the team and also being the most coachable. It's paid off in the long run. Fourth title. This one felt special. This one felt joyous. I like that they even went back to like the old school, big old tall hat. You know, it just felt like a throwback performance from Steph. And it was really, really fun to watch. And Lee... He finally has the finals MVP. Uh, I think the averages here in the six-game series, 31.2 points per game, six boards, five assists, two steals. And, uh, yeah, we can finally put to bed the, uh, well, he doesn't have a finals MVP. I mean, can you really consider him one of the greatest players? Of all time? Uh, he's got it. And yeah. now we can legit have debates of, it, you know where is he in terms of the greatest guards of all times? Is he is he top five there? Is he a top ten player of all time? You know you can get into this and you're not going to be able to say yeah, but 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 he doesn't have that because he's got it and he's got it in style here. Yeah, and he went uh, unanimous eleven for eleven too. There was no uh, Hubie Brown votes in there for anybody. I didn't really expect them either. I think everyone knew that this one was Steph's. Other guys had good series, but he was by far the best player for the Warriors. And you know, talking about his legacy, I mean, he's not done either. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no reason for me to think that this is like the end of the Warriors. I mean, obviously they're a little bit older uh, now, but they're still just as competitive. And I think this ring is, for me, the best one they've won. Simply because if you go back to 2015, they went up against that LeBron team that lost Kyrie Irving and lost Kevin Love. So some people will use that as like, you know, that was a bit of a weakened uh, Cleveland team. Obviously, LeBron was fantastic. And then the other two were with Kevin Durant. Well, this time, there's no excuse. There's no sort of uh, weakness to this championship because this was the best Celtics team they could face. Defensively, easily the best team they came up against. All their stars were healthy. They were young. They had an all-NBA talent on their roster as well. So for them to do this, coming back from 2-1 down, and look, Trey and I were in the building when they lost that third game there, and I was like, whoa. I mean, the Celtics are looking much better through three games. The Warriors said all the right things in the press conferences, saying, listen, we've been here before. We don't feel like there's any reason to panic. And they went out and proved that. And Steph, you know, apart from game five, he went out there and truly showed that with the 43 points there uh, Yes, in game four, and then, of course, uh, closing it out here tonight. And But look, I think the Celtics look at this game as well. And honestly, the same problems that have uh, haunted them throughout this series came back. Terrible, terrible turnovers. And then on the offensive glass for the Warriors, the Warriors really pounded them there, grabbed 15 of those uh, big baby big baby boards there, which really hurt. Uh, the... the um, that really hurt the Boston Celtics because you can't just give these guys second chance opportunities. But overall, I mean, what an incredible season. Steph started out the season, uh, you know, he was the early MVP favorite. Then they sort of cooled off. Draymond missed a ton of time. Clay came back. They get to the playoffs. Steph was coming off the bench in the playoffs. Remember that? Yeah, that seems yeah. like wow. uh, that was, you know, forever ago. Uh, you know, they get past the Nuggets. They get past the, the Grizzlies in a tough series there get past the Mavericks, and then they run into the Celtics and were down, and, and really, I think the experience came through. So this is an incredible achievement. Uh, very, very happy for Steph and for Clay and for Draymond. You know, I mean, those guys have been there forever. Two seasons ago, I think they won 15 games. They had the worst record in the NBA. So they've certainly had the highs and lows. You know, of course, the 3-1 defeat uh, when they led against the Cavaliers, and then they have missed the playoffs for two straight seasons. And now they just come back and win another championship. So uh, honestly, what an incredible story. And the owners, look, they got the championship trophy to celebrate first. Don't like that. But And they got interviewed by uh, Lisa Salters first. Don't like that either. But I will say, <laughs> they spend a lot of money on that team. And they offered Kevin Durant $200 million. He said, no thanks, I'll go to Brooklyn and play with Kyrie Irving. I mean, the, the Warriors owners have really backed up, uh, you know, put their money where their mouth is, and now they're reaping the rewards of that. 
Just glad you didn't call it a checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> was no need for that. It was no, but it's not. I mean, that. this is what stars want. This is what we always talk sure. about. If you've got a legit star like a Luka or a Jokic or whoever it is, you know, Mark Cuban, remember, after the Mavs won the championship, basically said, all right, we've got yep. our championship. I'm not paying anymore. The Warriors, and, and their tax bill is enormous. I don't have it right now yeah, here, it's but huge. it's huge. They've got Stefan and Max, Draymond and Clay on huge money. And, and they've basically said, we will pay those taxes. And now uh, they show why it's worth that because they've got a championship and again their window is not closed with this win they, they are going to no. be if Steph Curry is playing you, your window's open and absolutely exactly what absolutely. you're saying and, and as if you're a billionaire owner and you've got one of the greatest players of all time and he's healthy then yeah you should be you should be paying up and going for it because uh, they just proved they could win another one here it's crazy I think what's surprising from this finals though Tass is not Curry going for 30 points per game in the finals it's Andrew Wiggins outplaying Jason Tatum uh, that was a huge difference maker in this in this game, and honestly throughout this entire series. Just the the defensive abilities of Wiggins to slow Tatum and make things difficult. Well, it's a great team defense. Don't get me wrong. From the Warriors, they held them ninety points here. That's going to get overlooked uh, uh, as we move away from this series because their defense is elite. But we just think of them as scores. But uh, Wiggins then bringing it offensively too. Like he had timely buckets. He had four threes. You said all the defensive numbers that he put up here and the four steals and three blocks. Like, he outplayed Tatum, like, for a majority of this series. And, like, Tatum is an incredible player. He will continue to be uh, an MVP-type candidate, I'm sure. But I, I'm, not, I'm not lying here, am I? Like, Wiggins outplayed him for a big chunk of the series. Two-way wigs. That's what they call him in Golden State. And you can see exactly why. Because he was bringing it offensively. He was at least a valid number two option in the entirety of this series. Being able to put the ball on the glass, scoring off offensive rebounds on cuts, transition. He was able to get some buckets. He even had a cool three-pointer in this game, which is a surprise to me. Late in the fourth quarter, kind of did like a sidestep and fall to the side. He was feeling himself, obviously. And then defensively, he elevated his game. Not just this season, but even throughout the finals. He kept getting better and better, I thought, yeah. as the series went on, as he got more confidence that he was going to be able to hang with Tatum athletically and physically. He was in Tatum's head, I think. Tatum just didn't seem to ever find a solution for how to attack Wiggins and how to get his shots in the flow of the offense while staying on balance and that kind of stuff. Wiggins' effort was incredible. This game, getting on the glass, second outfits on tips, that sort of thing. Played diving out of bounds minutes in this to game try and too. get the ball. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. So... Uh, like when you saw the Andrew Wiggins high school mixtapes, this is what you hoped Wiggins would yeah. eventually become someday. Uh, it's cool to see that it actually happened. He, you know, ended up in the perfect scenario. He had to learn how to play winning basketball, and obviously he did. Yeah, and you know he went through the such a roller coaster of a season, getting his first All Star appearance, then people making fun of him in the months of February and March when he couldn't hit a free throw. Here, here are the questions that came out of people's mouth, was he the worst all-star ever when he was playing so poorly? And uh, obviously, with the way the Warriors are aging, Clay just isn't able to be the same. Clay at times, uh, Draymond getting older, you need every Wiggins minute with this current roster. With with some of these guys being a little older and the next wave still hasn't, hasn't really, you know, uh, gotten there quite yet Wiggins again leading the team in minutes with 44 minutes played the guy the guy is the modern day AC Green he will just not come off the floor he plays every single minute they need him and uh, yeah he was getting on in the offensive glass uh, I, I, I think you could probably call 
uh, his three in the quarter with 5.30 left when they doubled Curry, and it was an eight-point game, and that was the time the Celtics could make a run, probably the biggest shot of the game uh, to, to just fend off the Celtics enough. So, Wiggy. Uh, it's, it's, it is wild. He did get better as the series went along here and he didn't have an, an extremely efficient night, uh, but he needs to take those shots and mm-hmm. you wouldn't think a couple of years back in Minnesota that he'd be taking those shots. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, this was, this is peak Wiggins, but it, it's, it's, yeah, Curry can, can keep this window open. But the thing about this Warriors team is they've got Kuminga, Moody, and James Wiseman waiting in the wings. And would you be surprised if those guys turn out to be great with the way they develop players, the way Jordan Poole has developed? They want to be the Spurs and be relevant for 20 years and to have those three uh, lottery picks ready to roll. I mean, those guys have all been working behind the scenes. And so it wouldn't be surprising if if they come and, and are able to... Yeah, just bridge the gap between the oldies uh, and the newies. So, th- I don't know. This could be the start of a- another uh, little run here for the Warriors. Lee, what else did you think from uh, this game six? Uh, especially from the Celtics side of things, yeah. you know, or in this series in total. Well, look, I think Jason Tatum will learn a lot from this series because uh, he was their star, of course. He's supposed to be. He was the all-NBA first-team player. But honestly, he was not very good in these last few games here. Turned the ball over way too many times and just was pretty careless with the ball and didn't really take advantage of sort of matchups as he should have. So, you know, he'll come away from this a better player. He's still very, very young. I mean, in his brief career already, he's had, he's had quite a lot of success as far as making it deep into the playoffs. He's been to the conference finals at least twice before and now he's been to the finals and he's led, but he hasn't been able to close it out. So he'll probably look back at this and go, okay, I can understand now what it takes to just sort of get over the edge. And maybe he was feeling himself a bit after game three and he thought, maybe we're home. Uh, you know, and, and I thought a couple of times tonight and throughout the series with the, with the uh, Boston Celtics, they just didn't have that, they didn't have the finishing touch a lot of the times. They sort of got a little bit careless. And even on the offensive end, like tonight you saw it, a couple of times they attacked Steph, Marcus Smart did it, he sort of bumped him and then he sort of passed the ball out. They were doing a lot more aggressive uh, attacking of Steph in those early games and it was successful, but they kind of went away from that. And Tatum has to understand as the leader, when they don't get a, when they when they go on a bit of a run the other team, he's the one has to go up and get a bucket for them. And one thing he will definitely learn. Or get to the he, line, which he didn't it, Get to the line is important, yeah. but also getting stop taking these stupid take fouls early in a game. He did it again tonight. He's done it several times throughout the playoffs. You know, he picks up the one. He just grabbed Steph's arm. There was, I don't know, six minutes to go in the first quarter. And then he picked up another one, and then he had his third foul. And Jeff Van Gundy has been talking about it on the broadcast as well. It's like they're just stupid fouls to take so early on. When you are the star player, you may be expected to play 46, 47 minutes, even the whole game at some point, but he got himself in foul trouble, and you just can't keep doing that if it happens once okay fine but he kept on doing it over and over so for the Celtics ultimately they are very young they've got a very very good core uh you know maybe Al Horford is is going to move on a little bit here but with Robert Williams and Grant Williams and Smart and Tatum and Brown they're going to be back there's no question in my mind they're going to be competing for championships uh, over these next few years and we'll see how this experience going up against a very experienced team uh pays off for them in the long run 
yeah, Trey, what else from the Celtics went wrong in this finals? Was it the bench just disappeared after one good game? I mean, they got nothing from them again. That felt like third or four game, three or four games in a row now from zeros from the bench. I think they got basically four points from the bench in game five, and it felt about the same in game six to the point where when White and Grant Williams were on the court at the start of the fourth quarter, it was kind of like, I don't know if this is even going to be worth it for two minutes here because they just became nothing as the series went on. They just became very unreliable. You know, I think uh, Derek White needed to be out there for the Celtics to be able to play some small ball. He did a pretty good job of staying as attached to Steph as he could. I mean, nobody was able to hold Steph down for the entirety of the series, obviously, but he became ineffective on offense. Horford finally had a nice game. He was really instrumental in the Celtics' big run in the third quarter. Uh, But Williams had a great series, basically, against the Bucs and then was never able to kind of get back to that level, even against the Heat. In this series, he would hit a three if he were open. If he was open, perhaps he had that nice uh, come-from-behind block on Steph a few games back. But other than that, just not much from Grant Williams. So if you're having to play five players, basically against uh, a Warriors team that's coming in having played fewer games in the postseason as well. They did run out of steam uh, a little bit. And I would also say just an incredible game by Draymond Green. Like, this was probably his best game, maybe of the playoffs, certainly of the finals. He was pushing the pace. He was making pretty good decisions. I think he did end up with five turnovers, but they were aggressive turnovers. He was getting to the hoop when he needed, and he was just blowing up plays left and right. Yeah. Looked like uh, five Draymond Greens out there. Shout out Stacey King. He was incredible. It was a championship-level effort from him. He brought it defensively uh, from the tip, and I thought that that was a huge part of the reason that the Celtics were so flustered into all their turnovers. So when does he podcast here? He just won a title. <laughs> does he wait... He's got, he should do a live stream. He should yeah. do a live yeah, stream. Yeah, he should. Like from the locker room with the yeah. champagne flowing. Tass, you agree with that? Or did, like, oh, they should cut off every single internet source in the building. <laughs> they, there's no way he should be podcasting. <laughs> you can cut the Wi-Fi and then he'll try and get the city signal, but they should they should go smash every pole in, in, around, the, sure. in, uh, in, around the arena. No, he should not be. Yeah, he, he will. He, he will tonight. From the, from, he's probably doing it right now. Probably. Yeah, let us know in the stream team if when Draymond goes uh, live here, like we are with our immediate reaction podcast, does he get a yeah get a, get a couple drinks in him first? Uh, you know, does he have it all set up? Is he worried about his equipment getting champagne all over it? Does he have it all plasticed up? You know, like Jackson is producing man. that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson gonna produce that podcast. Yeah. I, I learned there's so many producers named Jackson out there, not for the athletic, but. Uh, for other entities, Just in general, there's Jack, and, and we've got JD with a, a Jackson on the way. He may be producing our podcast. JD's son, Jackson, uh, oh, you wow. know, uh, <laughs> it could happen. Yeah. Uh, I was with uh, back, like we were speaking to Draymond still about the, his encore performance. He hit. He hit one of the bigger shots I thought of the night. Like in the third quarter when the Celtics had finally gone on their run, like Jalen mm-hmm. Brown said, F this, like we're going to make this a game. And they didn't roll over and die. Like kudos to the Celtics. Like a lot of teams would have. A lot of teams would have said, oh my God. Especially like in the first quarter when, uh, what was it? Draymond hit a corner three, his first three of the finals. Curry hits an insane wild three. He's basically like trying to draw the foul. Nothing's called, but he like pushed the ball in transition and then he got it back and hit one of his crazy shots. And then Poole banked in a three. Uh, sort of forcing the two-for-one at the end of the first quarter. It's like, a lot of teams then would have been like, all right, Jesus, we're done. <laughs> but Celtics showed a lot of fight, and they made that run in the third. Uh, but 
it was like, yeah, it was Brown three, then he drove through traffic, then they had a couple bad turnovers, but it was still a really close game. And then I think it was Draymond Green, he like hit a jumper. Yeah. Remember, like, literally, like a 19 footer. 19 footer, (laughs) sort of shot clock, sort of going down off the inbounds there after a broken play. And it was like, oh, damn. That was, it was one of those big shots that, like, kept it basically 10 points, you know, going into the fourth quarter. And Celtics got a little bit closer, uh, but. Uh, and that's yeah. but that's you know Time that shot. also shows you know his leadership that he he understood like I got to shoot this right now because that's what ha- he hasn't been doing in the finals. It's yeah. like he's had those shots and he's just like I'm not shooting them. But in the biggest moment, he just showed he wasn't afraid to take it and knock it down. I mean, Trey mentioned that he he was unbelievable tonight. Uh, Draymond, twelve points, twelve rebounds, eight assists, two steals, two blocks, two three pointers, and he finishes yeah. a plus sixteen. Gary Payton the second uh, led the Warriors at a plus eighteen, but. Draymond just it just showed that those games where he did stink were out of his head. He he didn't let those affect him, and uh, he had a great steal on uh, Jason Tatum as well. Kind of, or maybe it was Horford actually. He got him kind of from behind, going for a lap at a crucial moment there as well. He really just uh, was was amazing. So he he deserves all the love because he took a lot of hits. He took a lot of criticism. You know, people are saying, remember, oh, he's podcasting. Instead, he's like, it doesn't affect me. That doesn't. <laughs> that's not why I'm playing badly. <laughs> and he's gone out there. And now anyone who said that really has to uh, eat some humble pie because yeah. he, he's got the championship and he's rattled off three straight wins. And he was very, very impactful, not just in this game, but in the last game as well, even though the numbers aren't huge. But uh, yeah. so, so all the credit to him in the world. Got to give the man a lot of credit. What did you think uh, about the debate between Breen and Jeff Van Gundy and whether or not he was feeling it after hitting <laughs> that was funny. Three. That was I'm team Breen. I'm team Breen, man. One well, shot Breen ended enough up being right. Three. Exactly. Yeah. He was 0 for 12, I think it was, until that point. Uh, and he said he's feeling it. I think, yep, absolutely. Why not? But you uh, want a guy, you, you just so desperately want a guy like that who's like, I, my team needs these shots tonight. And he knocked him down. And I mean, Al Horford did sort of that for the uh, Celtics. He went four for five from downtown. But again, he was too much for the Celtics. They needed that more from Jason Tatum than they needed it from Al Horford. But Al Horford was like, well, no one else is doing it. I know Brown finished with, I think, 34 there. Yeah, but, uh, Brown, Brown put up Horford, a fight. I mean, yeah, some, Brown had some bad turnovers. Like, yeah. you know, oh, anytime yeah. Brown spins, it was like, yeah. uh-oh. Uh, that's a scouting that's a report for sure. They're like, hey, when he spins, just grab it. Because uh, yep. it happened quite a few times. But he was almost like too aggressive. It's like him and Tatum just need a little bit from each other, right? Tatum needs a little bit of Brown's extra aggression. Brown could probably reel it in sure. just a tiny sure. little bit, but uh, I thought he played at least uh, with the requisite like level of force and yeah. like, want to out there. So you know, a great pre- uh, finals to me. I thought Brown had like I thought he really established himself. I thought he showed up uh, for the most part. Whereas Tatum is going to have a lot more question marks, and people are going to be asking it because it's like. The guy is six foot ten. It's pretty weird that he doesn't ever get to the line, or that he doesn't really have much of a plan once he gets inside the three point line. He's gonna have to figure that out. Sometimes the moves feel a little bit rehearsed. He needs to get a little bit more spontaneity into his game. Well, shout out to everybody joining us live here. Uh, some of you just trickling in now. Maybe you were enjoying the uh, post game festivities there on ABC. Um, I want to know the plan for this guy. What's the uh, <laughs> Celtics tattoo guy doing with the? Uh, 2022 World Champions Tattoo. Uh, Tass, any ideas? Uh, you know, do you just got to, you know, does he get it removed? Pay the big bucks for that. Can you tweak that to say Eastern Conference champ somehow? Um, maybe. No get- regrets. No regrets. No regrets, <laughs> man. You did it. 
you did it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, you know, it's, I think it's a conversation piece <laughs> yeah. you know, for the rest of his life. Hey, they got to the finals. It would be uh, a great conversation piece if they can win one the next couple of years. Yeah. You know, I was ahead of the curve. Yeah. Because then you could either uh, they you gotta could win tweak it, it or people are like, like if they won the title next year, people are like, oh, yeah, Celtics won in 2022? <laughs> but it would be the 22-23 season. So... <laughs> You have that little workaround, so they really need to win. He's got one more year, and I think he's fine, but then it might get into a rough territory there, Trey. What, what, what should this man do? Let's, let's show him one more I don't, time. You know, <laughs> he's got I, a great face, this guy. <laughs> I think I would rather have this tattoo, an incorrect 2022 World Champions tattoo, than I would 2022 Eastern Conference Champions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not getting a championship banner uh, if it's only the Conference Championship, even if it is uh, the Larry Bird Trophy, so... I'm sticking. Uh, I would be fine with that. You're right. He could maybe tweak it to 2023. 2032, you could push it to another 10 years, I guess. So you got a decade chance here. Uh, but Tess is right. You can like just show off and be like, look, I was ahead of the curve. Yeah, they won in 2025. I thought I was on board in 2022. I thought they had it. Oh, wow. He's got to wear sleeves for <laughs> at least another year, maybe two, maybe three. Well, Lee, you uh, yeah. you proudly wear a Phoenix Suns Western Conference Finals <laughs> shirt, so I'm sure you don't yeah. see any problems with just adding a little East Conference nah, championship. Like the guy, the way that he was showing it off and the look on his face there, he looks to me like the sort of guy who knew the risk he was taking, and I think he's going to be defiant. <laughs> I think he's going to be just like, you know what, I don't care. I still believe that we can go on and win the championship, or we are the champion somehow. So, you know, he wanted it for the social media hits. He got it. He's like, fine, it was worth it. A dumb tat. How much does that cost? Probably 500 bucks, you know? Yeah, it's a pretty big tat. Yeah. 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 Not a ton I mean, of ink, though. A lot no, of uh, I mean, white uh, space, if you will. But, um, <laughs> but if it's you a nice, were, clean white. tat. <laughs> Very white yeah. space. Yeah. If, you, if you were to, like, tweak the number, let's say it's 2024, <laughs> wouldn't the original ink fade somewhat, though, like, by mm-hmm. then, in two years? I mean, tat tray, you've got a couple there. I mean, They do would. They, they would. Yeah. You'd, have to, you'd have to overdub it completely. You'd have to completely yeah, remaster so. that. Yeah. You'd pull a George Lucas on your own tattoo. Yeah, well, I will tell you, Lee, we were just there in Boston. A lot of people wearing jerseys with no shirts underneath. Mm. A lot of tattoos. A lot of arms hanging out. So (laughs) (laughs) they'll probably just slide right by. (laughs) Okay, well, here's my next question. Like a dolphin. (laughs) Uh, What song are you guys going to most miss here now that the finals are over? Uh, Thin Lizzy's Boys Are Back in Town. Uh, X Going to Give It to You. Maybe Mr. Big Stuff. Or... Even Flow by Pearl Jam. Trey, which one are you going to miss the most? Uh, I won't miss The Boys Are Back in Town. Oh, because I listen to it every week, Skeets. I oh, uh, love this song. The Boys Are Back. The Boys Are Back. You got to listen to the full <laughs> five minutes to hear those harmonizing guitar solos. Uh, Even Flow is the one that always sticks out as weird to me. I don't know yeah. why. Uh, 90s grunge. It's like only if Dennis Rodman is playing. Yeah. Lee, what about you? Well, the funny thing is, right, like some of those songs are from my era, you know, like so I'm like, am I the one who's out of touch? 
No, no, it's everyone else who's out of touch, you know. It's <laughs> no, weird mean, it, that they only have a library that's, of four or five songs. It, but it's, it's also yeah, weird they don't, have a, they don't have a song that's like from, you know, this year or last year or something yeah, like that, or they're not strange. using it. I mean, whoever the music guy is, I think must be someone who's about my age and he's just like, this is my job and I don't care. I report into me, God damn it. No one tells me what to play. <laughs> the, I mean, the first quarter, our first time out of the first quarter we're playing thin lizzie's boys are back in town i mean that's i mean it is it's crazy it's like you're trying to attract a younger audience and you're playing music for the <laughs> granddads so out there i mean uh anyway i don't I, look, I don't mind it i'm just surprised the nba a league that's supposed to be you know about the younger kids coming through they're not going with something a bit more hip hoppy or something like I, that uh, yeah something a little more hip would uh wouldn't hurt them but uh, I'm going to miss it, I guess, uh, after hearing it, you know, six times over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Tass, you got anything else from from this game or this finals or the Warriors dynasty? Is it a dynasty? You're totally on yeah. board calling it that? Yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah. 110%. Yeah, okay. That's definitely a dynasty because you connect both, too. It's four ships. That's a lot. Also, That's they lot. got the repeat, which a lot of people think you do have to have. As yeah. part of a dynasty, because the Spurs don't have that, right? Mm-hmm. Spurs do not. Yeah. They made two in a row, but they didn't yeah. win yeah. two in a row. Anyway, yeah. whether or not you agree with that. Uh, okay, yeah. so they're a dynasty. Yeah, they're yeah. dynastic. Um, listen, I don't like this argument coming all the way back around for the Boston Celtics from the beginning of the season when they were struggling. The, the, the discussion was, oh, they need a point guard. And fine, they needed to figure out what to do. And I think that's the... Same thing that hap- that needs to happen right now. They just need to figure out what to do. They got to the finals. They got to the game six. Uh, they got to game four, up 2-1. Six minutes left. They're up. And since then, it just – it was an avalanche, you know, S- uh, slippery slope where they lost that fourth quarter, the last six minutes, 17-3. And then they lost game five and they lost game six. And they definitely need to know where they have to be on the floor. You know, I brought up that play where there's three of them all around and – Jalen Brown turns it over, and Jason Tatum turns it over in the quarter. So I think they all need to get on the same page a little bit more. And, uh, you know, we call it a point guard, but, it, you know, sometimes Steph is off the ball. It's just like everybody knows where they have to be, and sometimes the, the Celtics don't, and they turn it over. And I hate that argument. I just hate it. Get it out of here. Uh, they just got to be better in fourth quarter situations. Again, 2-1, six minutes left in the fourth uh, of game three, of game four, excuse me, and uh, they just needed one. And yeah, obviously it probably got into their head that the champs are on the other side. And uh, yeah, they came out and they, they did it again. They are the champs. Uh, so uh, even if it was a few years ago. Uh, and yeah, I just want to mention the Gary Payton story. The, look, the Steph story is amazing that he was hurt the last two months of the season. I mean, that's pretty freaking cool. Uh, that, that they got that done. And then the Gary Payton story, he was, he's been out for a month uh, because he got hit by a, a, the only non-nice Canadian in the NBA, Dylan Brooks, in the second round. And he comes back. He gave Jalen Brown problems, stealing it from him tonight. Uh, you know, Two rips there. He, he ended up with uh, three steals on the night, even though he missed a couple layups. He, he comes back, and uh, he wins a title. So that's a, that's a cool little story, and that guy's going to get it paid uh, in the offseason. So uh, pull out the checkbook, Lacob. You got another one to, uh, to write for Gary Payton. And, Lee, it's very late here on mm. Thursday night slash now Friday morning. So this is a, 
It is a loaded question to really go full circle. Starting talking about Steph, maybe ending this part of the podcast talking about him. He's got the finals MVP. He's a four-time champ. He's an eight-time All-Star. Eight-time All-NBA. He's a two-time MVP. Two-time scoring leader, I believe. His stats actually got better when you look at just his postseasons compared to his regular seasons, which, by the way, are like, they're basically 25, 5, and 5, and then they go to another even level in the postseason. Where does Curry rank for Lee Ellis? All-time players. Yeah. I mean, where um, is he? Is he is he now into the top 10? Was he always in your top 10? Is he knocking on the door? What do you think? He, he was very close to the top 10. I've got him in there now, though, with all these uh, accolades, because even though, uh, you know, the only the one finals MVP, we know he's had a way bigger impact on the game. I mean, there was a stat early on during, um, you know, the, the, when the, when the uh, Warriors eruption happened that he was impacting the game in the same way Shaq was, except doing it from 30 feet out, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's, that's accurate. I mean, the way that he has changed the game, to make it so that, you know, guys are pulling up, shooting three-pointers from five, ten feet behind the line as normal. That started from him, you know, and he really did uh, take the game to a new era. So I, I have him in that top ten. I mean, I'm not going to go through my top ten right now, mm. right on the spot. I just want to know who you bumped out of your top ten. That's really all I want to <laughs> But, you know, he's, he's uh, like, for me, he's ahead of guys like Kobe. I mean, Kobe was great. Kobe's got five championships and one MVP, but... Uh, I think Steph has had a, a bigger impact on the game itself. I mean, um, so I have him there. But I've always got Kobe close to that sort of 15 range anyway. I mean, there's there's tons of arguments uh, about, you know, players with individual success like a Tim Duncan, but, you know, he's got the five championships. But I've got Steph obviously well ahead of him, I think. Uh, you have Steph Curry is, ahead of Tim Duncan. I, was just I do, yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, then, yeah. I, I think so now, four of six. I mean, Tim Duncan's five of six MVP, finals MVPs. I mean, they're, they're both incredible players but I just think what Steph has done to change the game uh, has been more impactful now I did have a tweet in the can ready to go if the Celtics won the championship I may as well fire it off now my tweet of the night is my tweet of the night is alright well okay This I I, I was pretty excited about this I started um, I started hold on on. just to set the table set the table you had a tweet ready to go if the Celtics won the title yes well it it sort of came after after game three and I was just something came to my mind and I started investigating it and I found right. this. Steve Kerr's kryptonite is first-year head coaches. He lost to Ty Lu in 2016, 2016, who became a first-time head coach halfway through the season. Yep. Okay, But he wasn't the interim. He was the head coach. Yep. He lost to Nick Nurse in 2019, wow. who was a first-time head coach. Damn. And he lost to Ime Udoka, who was in his first year <laughs> yeah, a, as a yeah. head coach. But then again, Steve Kerr was a first-time head coach when he won his first title in 2015 against David Blatt, who was also in his first season as a head coach. Wow. Uh, I know. I was just lying in bed in Boston, and I was like, like, oh, my God. Poor wife. I I know. I was in Boston, so I had the time on my hands. And I was like, like, okay, Nick Nurse, he was in his first year. Udoka's in his first year. I said, oh, that's interesting. And I'm like, hang on a minute. Uh, Ty Lue. Was Suddenly the coach. popped out of bed. Lee's like the uh, Charlie ah. Day meme. Like I was, I was, I was. And then I was like, and then I was like, hang on, Steve Kerr was in his first year when he won it, so it can't be his kryptonite. But then he beat David Platt, <laughs> who was in his first year. I'm like, oh my god. So that means Kenny Atkinson can't be in the finals next year because he's not a first time head coach. So uh, oh, there's one other team, isn't it? No, it was that was it. That was the problem. They hadn't named Kenny Atkinson. I, I needed them to name. 
a, a first-time head coach right. like a Darvin Ham to be like... Yeah, I take it back. Darvin Ham. My tweets are way better yeah, than but, this. But the problem is Darvin Ham's on the West Coast, so uh, it wouldn't be in the yeah, finals. Yeah, 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 so anyway, there's still hope there. But So you're uh, saying right now there's no first-time head coach in the East? No, no, yeah. no, yeah. no. But there could be. Right. There could be. There could be. There could be a change for sure. So anyway... Uh, so, Tass, your tweet is better than all of this, you said, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, it just didn't, I, I mean, I, I like all the first-year head coach stuff, but it didn't really have a close. You know, he lost to Udoka. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I, I can't tweet it, but it, listen, it was in the draft. So I was like, this will be a okay. nice tweet if okay, the Celtics. Okay, so it was a draft. Like, you know, I, I, pulled, it. I was pulling for the Celtics when they're two went up. I'm like, oh, well, this will be a nice little one. I'll see where this one goes. But anyway. Nice engagement. Yeah. How, how many likes yeah. do you think that would have got? I mean, in the in the moment of mm. doing it right as the Celtics win, I I, I mean thousands. I think in the thousands. <laughs> oh, thousands. <laughs> I think so. I think likes. Actually. I think likes. I mean, I, you know, thousand is one to ten. I mean, I don't think it's yeah, going sure. over ten. I think okay. somewhere in the thousands, people would be like, ooh, you know? <laughs> that's interesting. That's yeah, interesting. They would be. They'd do I like the, maybe that. the Russell Westbrook one. Yeah, like hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> All right. All right. Again, if you're just joining us, this is the type of content you get daily with No Ducks. So hit that like button and make sure you subscribe to No Ducks. Trey, do you have any other thoughts here on uh, Game 6, Finals, Warriors Dynasty? And then, If not, we'll take a break. But what do you got? Anything? Not really a Game 6 clay game. No. No. He, he seemed to be trying to make it a Game 6 clay game. You know, hit a couple of jumpers early. I think he was like three for his first seven. But just never got on track. Hit a couple of nice little side leaners. That was cool. Uh, yeah. Maybe he was derailed, though, when fake Clay showed yeah, up. Yeah, I like, think that's what, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> wow, yeah. I, I was trying to workshop something with that, too. Like, maybe they could have gone with fake Clay tonight. It just didn't feel like it Oh, was... I saw that. I'm glad you didn't go with that. Yeah. There, I saw I, tweets about, oh, is that fake Clay out there? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I just couldn't mm. get it going, so, you know. Okay. Uh, JD, uh, fire up the boys are back in town as we go to break here. <laughs> when we come back, we will hit the beach to answer a few of your questions. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp.
All right, back with the boys. <laughs> oh, the boys are back. Yeah, we got shorter ad breaks these days. Yeah, I was very confused there. Trey it looked like he was lying down. Uh, I wasn't really ready myself, but it's all good. We're here. Shout out to the stream teamers joining us late on a Thursday slash Friday morning. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, celebrating the Golden State Warriors winning their fourth championship here in eight years. And... Uh, Steph Curry winning finals MVP, finally winning finals MVP, about time. Uh, but we've talked about the game, we've talked about the 2022 NBA Finals. Let's hit the beach and answer a few of your questions. Yeah, a few questions, here we go. First one, sup, close shots at rims. Short time, second time. Quick question for your expert analysis. What would it take for DeAndre Ayton and Rudy Gobert to switch teams? Seems too good to be true. What you got? That's from Jordan S. Tass, we are already talking about other teams, <laughs> other trades. We're moved on from the NBA Finals. Season's done to us. Let's talk about next year. Uh, but yeah, Jordan wants to know, Ayton, Gobert. What, what, why doesn't that work for everybody? Well, DeAndre Ayton, this is great. He has become the bell of the free agency ball. I didn't really expect much of the free agency crop this season, but it's amazing for us uh, as basketball fans because it's not just a free agency signing. It's going to be a sign and trade because they own his rights. They're not just going to let him go for nothing. If somebody wants to go sign him, they will match and trade him next year or whatever. Now, Ayton's been rumored to go like a quarter of the league almost. Toronto, Atlanta, San Antonio, Portland, Detroit. I believe there's some juice behind all of those. Jordan mentions Utah. Miles Turner of the Pacers has been rumored recently in a sign and trade, uh, which is like the Gobert one, this one from uh, from Jake Fisher of uh, Bleacher Report. So I'm, I'm buying that one to a degree. It's very similar to Gobert. My question is, I mean, named all these teams. Do the Suns want to go Rudy Gobert? Do they want to go that big? We're, there, we're watching the playoffs here. Do you want, uh, w- would you rather Rudy Gobert or go for a switchy wing who can hit threes? And I think some of those other teams that I mentioned offer those. There's the rumor about OG Ananobi. There's the rumor about Jeremy Grant from those two teams, from the, the Raps and the Blazers. And I, 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 Rudy is obviously a fantastic player, but they'd be paying him a ton uh, and I think they would rather go uh, in a different direction so I, I don't I think it could be done Jordan it could be done but I think they would be rather have if you look at their lineup with let's say OG Ananobi if the Raptors were willing to part with him they would have Bridges and OG Ananobi to go along with Brooker, uh, Booker and Chris Paul and figure out the center position and you can just switch everything and you can hit threes and if you're watching the same game as I am, you can probably just have more of a defensive-minded center um, that doesn't make 30 mil like Rudy Gobert. So that's where I am with uh, DeAndre Ayton's status right now. Trey, what do you think? Yeah, it seems unlikely to me that if Phoenix doesn't want to pay DeAndre Ayton $30 million, they probably don't want to pay Rudy Gobert $34 million because, I mean, Rudy is better than DeAndre Ayton. You know, it would make the Suns an even better regular season team, but you'll probably still run into the same issues that the Jazz ran into and that the Suns ran into a little bit uh, against the Mavs where you're just – 
Uh, a little bit on an island with your center there, but it does feel like we're going to have a lot of, at the very least, center movement during uh, the free agency period. Aiton's rumored places, uh, Gobert's rumored places, Miles Turner has been in the mix for a long time. Who knows what's going to happen uh, with the Blazers and Nurkic. Apparently, Pirtle is going to be moving, so uh, if you're over seven feet tall, you better start packing your bags. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you're a tall, big guy. That means your clothes are big. It means your suitcases are big. So yeah. Maybe get in touch with the other big guy. Leave your clothes. I'll leave mine here. Just swap them in and out. Oh, wow. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Um, Lee, do you have any thoughts on, on Jordan's proposal here? Or do you agree with the guys that yeah. unlikely that the Suns would make this type of deal for Gobert? Yeah, yeah. I, I think Suns fans and Jazz fans, who are both a little frustrated with their big man at times, would both still rather keep their big man than switch it out. I, I think the uh, Jazz would be like, oh, hang on a minute. We're going to miss out on Rudy's defense for DeAndre, who's, you know, he's better offensively, but defensively not as good as Rudy. And if you're the Suns, you're like, oh. I think we still want to keep DeAndre, I, I think. I don't think that really solves any problem for either team. They, they sort of change problems, but ultimately it doesn't really uh, move the needle all that much for either of them. So don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Do you have a, a tweet that you've drafted about Rudy <laughs> Gobert that you just haven't fired off yet? Uh, Maybe about yeah. him going to the Hawks eventually or to the Bulls? Mm. Or... Well, if he comes to the Hawks, it's welcome to the, uh, welcome to the fortress, Rudy. You know? Oh, so you saw, oh yeah! Wow. What, a, what a tweet that is! Just a very nice kind tweet. Fortress, Rudy. Okay. I mean, yeah, Gobert. Uh, you can workshop that. I mean, the defense of the fortress. Uh, oh, yeah. There's something there. You can at least start making shirts. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next one here. Hey, no dinks. Uh, I was watching Game Four when the Warriors tied the score a minute or so into the second half, and Mike Breen remarked. A lot of the fans aren't even back in their seats yet. I became idiotically furious. They get tickets to the finals, and they're missing valuable minutes to do something unimportant like pee? Then my batshit JVG moment hit me. The team should be docked a point for every fan not in their seat by the start of the second half. The question is, have you done or seen anything recently where your immediate emotional response is completely over the top and unnecessary that is uh that is from jack uh lee first off what do you think about his deducting the home team points for every <laughs> fan that is not back their ass is not in their seat by the start of the second half uh, i'm fine with that sure Same here. Yeah. love it uh, I think Toronto would lose a lot of games at home, though, unfortunately. Uh, it's, it's not just the Raptors, no, man. A lot the of these teams are brutal at it. They can't yeah, get these yeah, people yeah. back. Well, I think it's only like 12 minutes as well at halftime. So, you know, you go out there and it's, it's hard to... like. There's a lot of the lineups for the uh, the lavatories and then you're trying to get a drink as well. And you're trying to get your flatbread pizza. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it takes a lot of coordination there with the bros. Uh, but, uh, yeah, sure, why not? Why not? Uh, anyway, I gotta say, Jack, Jack has never been in a suite before because he just assumes somebody's going pee. These people are in their suites, mm. having getting their eats. Yeah, they made of money. That's where Joe Lacob gets all his money. These suites. Mm, that's true. That's, that's what true. people are doing. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Well, sorry to interrupt. Okay. So the answer though is, uh, it was last year at Legoland. I stayed out there with the family. And uh, every, uh, so what they do at the Legoland Hotel is all the kids, basically you just build a creation and every day uh, you put your creation up on the wall and every night they go and grade them and they have a prize 
uh, every morning for some kid who stays at the hotel. Right. And uh, my nine-year-old at the time, he was pretty confident in his um, building of Lego. And so he put up his construction or his uh, building piece and the next morning, you know, he didn't win. And I was like, don't, don't worry. They, they, they're just giving this to the like the three or four-year-old kid. They're just saying, here you go. You did a great thing. So don't worry about it. Don't get too stressed. The second night, same thing happened. And I was like, this is, you know, it's not really a competition. They're just giving it to a kid to make him feel good. And on the last morning, he actually won. And, uh, and here he is there. He won his friend. And I was just like, yeah, you fucking showed those motherfuckers. You did it. You killed it. That's the greatest thing. <laughs> We've heard this story before, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think I so. Like yeah, to yeah. Confirm. I'm like, this sounds oddly familiar to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I completely and utterly switched and just said, yeah, man, you showed them, man. You showed them you're the best. You deserve that. That was yours. That was your championship right there. Still got the uh, certificate there somewhere. So, uh, yeah, you know, overreacted. So, uh, so sure. what'd you have to slip the front desk, uh, Dad? Like, you have to... <laughs> no, no, that was a crazy thing. It was a legit win. It was all legit, all above board. I, uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. I was, I was, I was so happy for him, but also for myself. Nice, nice. Okay. <laughs> Anybody else got an answer? Trey, you got anything for this? I was trying to think, but the only time I've overreacted in the past 20 years is when I walked the Shake Shack. (laughs) 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 It haunts me 11 years, 24 weeks, 16 hours, 9 months. (laughs) That doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, I can't stop thinking about it. Can't stop thinking about those delicious burgers. Can't stop thinking about you guys beating me there in the long <laughs> run. That was the funny part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it yeah. took you so long. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you would have think that I would have taken, learned a simple lesson from then. Learn your directions. Nah, nah, I got a GPS on the phone. Never fails. <laughs> angry curb. You were playing Angry Curbs on your phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Angry, right. angry Birds was hot back then. I wish you were wearing a Temper Boy shirt back then. That would have been perfect <laughs> yeah That's i probably would have spilled on it Got <laughs> <laughs> super pissed about it <laughs> uh, uh tass do you uh have you done or seen anything recently where your immediate emotional response was just you know a little much well let me take this opportunity because uh the emailer mentioned going to the bathroom got a great tweet coming up and tweeted night far better than lee's oh, story wow. the, he's done a 180 on it and there's uh there's bathrooms are involved so Stick around for that. My emotional response. Glad, uh, Lee, you talked about your kid because I got to talk about my kid here. And I, I, you know, nobody likes really hearing about other people's kids. But um, <laughs> I, I gave my kid chocolate cake for breakfast. And unfortunately, she can walk now. She could always eat, but now she can walk and eat. And she just takes her cake everywhere. The rule is food in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my emotional response to my kid dropping food everywhere as I get on my hands and knees and clean it up behind her was, yeah, a, a, a little bit hot and bothered <laughs> uh, in a bad way. Uh, I was uh, I was peeved. Ugh. I can't stand cleaning up icing <laughs> off the floor. It just really, bu- it's like, you, what are you going to do? You're going to use a, you can't use a broom, obviously. You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna get a wet mop. Really, you got to get down, yeah. down and dirty, and do it. And my you kid lick just it. dragging every yeah. You need a dog. That's a better plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta lick it. Though. You gotta be careful with that, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, you gotta go tongue to tile. Tongue to tile. Honestly, it's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but Tess, don't you take your laptop into the uh, restroom with you? 
<laughs> no, man. That's no? the last time I did that. So what does that have to do with no, this? Well, learning like, bad habits, yeah. Like, yeah, she takes things wherever she wants to take them. You take things wherever uh, you want to take point. them. I mean, it's, nice. you know, she's that learning was nice. from you. No, last time I did that was uh, when Trey took an hour to get to Shake Shack. It was probably <laughs> yeah. when we were on tour together. I would go in the bathroom, get on my laptop, and talk to Trey, who was about 20 feet away. Mm. Sometimes we'd uh, FaceTime together. That's actually what took me so long. I walked back to the hotel, checked Tass's laptop for directions, and mm. then walked finally to Shake Shack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There's a reason why we don't do these late-night shows all the time. <laughs> Uh, we could we could have talked about the Warriors offseason or the Celtics offseason. Nah, JD wanted to hear this nah, instead. Yeah, it's JD all JD's said no fault. Way. Or it might be Jackson's we, fault. I don't know anymore who's in charge here. <laughs> uh, all right, final one. Dear No Donkey Bunch. I always thought uh, scenes of someone gaining access to forbidden areas by posing as a delivery person were nonsense. Until I made it past Boston Garden security by showing them two tall green hats I had to deliver. <laughs> What's something from movies that you always thought was unrealistic, but it turned out to be true? This is, of course, from the only guy I know to wear tall green hats. Chief! Straight up Chief. So, I guess Chief did this recently? Is he saying he brought the hats to you guys? I guess that's what he's saying here, right, in this story? From what I can gather, uh, we didn't see the back end of Chief's operation here, but it seemed he would get up to the, to the eighth floor, and he thought he had reached that green ceiling. You know, he thought, there's no way I'm breaking through here. But he had these giant hats. He showed them to security and said, uh... I'm bringing these tall green hats up to a couple of guys on the ninth floor. Come on through, Chief. Bring the green hats up to the rafters. He brings them up. We were admittedly very excited to see him show up with the hats, so I'm sure that helped sell it. Uh, Then we threw the hats on. We took a picture. I brought the hat out tonight. The girls at dinner immediately ran to their room to get a stuffed animal so they could keep pulling a rabbit out of a hat. So a magical moment all around. And, yeah, pretty impressive by Jeeve to use – to use the hats to gain entry to another level of the garden. Crazy it, stuff. Impressive by Chief, but what is going on with NBA security nowadays? Like, <laughs> yeah. a guy can sort of look like Clay Thompson, just stroll right in, shoot around. A guy uh, shows up with a couple green hats. Yeah, let him anywhere he wants. That might be the leprechaun. Chief. Yeah, that's yeah they they're going to need those hats up there. Yeah, okay. Uh, anyway, the question was, uh, Trey, you answer first. Uh, what's something from the movies that you always thought was unrealistic, but it turned out to be true? Yeah, when Laura and I first got together, probably even before we were married, I was driving out to see her uh, coach a basketball game. It was the middle of winter. I drove off the side of the road because there was a car stopped in the middle of the road. Swerved to avoid it. Went over the edge. As I went over the edge, I yelled, no! I was like, when I came to a rest, I was like, did I just yell no? (laughs) Did I literally just yell no? (laughs) But I guess you do. I mean, everything was all good. Uh, A pretty smooth uh, careening into the valley, if you will. But uh, a full-throated diaphragm. No! Wow, like a slow-mo no. Yeah, it was a slow-mo no. (laughs) I couldn't believe it afterwards. I was like, man, should have been live streaming. (laughs) If only only we had the technology. (laughs) Jeez. All right. Um, Tess, what do you got? 
Nothing for this story, but I think, or for this question, I should say, but I think Chief stumbled on a bit of a, a life hack because I think <laughs> if you pretend that you're NBA media, you can access different areas of the arena. You remember when we went to Memphis and we were trying to find media parking, we just said, hey, uh, yeah, we're media. And the guy said, yeah, sure, come on in. Yeah. We don't have to show him anything. True. Anybody can be NBA media, so it's a decent hack. I mean, give it a shot. Give it a shot. Uh, if you're in an NBA arena, I don't know if you can pull off the walking into arena like your uh, fake clay, but you know, you think if it, you're already you, in you the think arena, you can get it. It can get you behind some doors. Just saying, yeah, I got a story to write. Uh, I got these green hats. I gotta get them to these guys. <laughs> take a photo. <laughs> got these green hats. <laughs> just, I thought I thought that was oh, gonna okay. be the life hack that you were gonna say. Just walk <laughs> around with green hats, and you never know where they can get you into. Because everyone's like, oh, why would this guy be carrying around two green hats? Who would ever do that? He must be important. Let him and, in. And two games in a row, too. It's like, oh, a green hat guy. Yeah, he seems legit. Yeah, green hat guy. Oh, yeah, he's Let him in. Let him in. Uh, Lee, what about you? Um, you know, something from the movies. Mm. Uh, are we going to get a Mrs. Doubtfire uh, story? Uh, no? No, no, not quite. But uh, remembering Goodfellas when, um, when Ray Liotta <laughs> as uh, Henry Hill, he, he's at the hospital. And he's picking up his brother, and uh, and the doctor comes out to him, and he and the doctor's like, whoa, 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 hang on, man, what's up with you? And he's like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. But but Henry Hill's like, you know, he's been doing coke, and he's like, his eyes are just bloodshot, and he looks a mess. And so yeah. the doctor gives him uh, Valium, and he and he runs on his merry way. Well, it was about um, a month after our first child was born, and we had to take our son into the hospital, and we'd had a terrible night, you know, just up all night. And uh, and he was crying and he wouldn't feed and we were like panicking. So we took him to the emergency room and uh, a nurse came into the room and, you know, it was like, oh, what's the problem? And uh, we said, well, you don't know, he didn't sleep and he's not eating and he's irritable. And, you know, and so they they checked him out and he was fine. And then the, so the nurse came in and did that first. And then the doctor came in and she looked around and she was also like, yeah, it seems like you're just parents. That's This is what it's like first time as a baby, as a, as, a, as a parent with a baby. And then the doctor looked at me and gave me the Henry Hill. She said, but uh, are you okay? Have you been out or anything like that? I said, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just, and she's like, let me, uh, let me just take you for a minute. She took my blood pressure and everything like that. And she was like, okay, I think you need to get some rest as well. I said, I'm trying, trust me, I'm trying. I'm just not getting any right now. Right. So yeah, I was... Uh, Sober, straight, and everything, but I was looking a bit rough at that time. So wow, <laughs> yeah. were you wearing a green hat? Oh, I should have been. <laughs> yeah, I would maybe, have maybe. You. Yeah, yeah. Okay, these are great, yeah. great questions. Glad we hit the beach here, JD. Was that better than talking about the uh, Celtics off-season plans? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Really? Way better. All right, we got all summer to talk about that. We do, we do. We're not going anywhere, people. Uh, in fact, we'll be back on Monday with brand new podcasts, so uh, don't worry about that. Uh, just a little beach step, and keep sending in your questions. We need them now more than ever. Uh, <laughs> send them into no dunks at theathletic.com. You can tweet them in at no dunks inc. You can leave them in the YouTube comments. Uh, lots of ways to get those cues and comments to us. We really appreciate appreciate everybody that sends one in. Thank you so much. Let's take one more break, and then. I, I'm I'm confused at this point. We either have a great tweet from Tass, we have a so-so tweet from Tass. We're gonna find out in mere minutes, so don't go anywhere. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. 
Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adrian, Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Yes, yes, yes. Again, shout out to the stream team joining us live here very late after the Warriors win the 2022 title. Congratulations to Warriors fans and the organization. Smash that like button. And if you haven't subscribed to No Dunks on YouTube, come on. Just do it already. It's a lot of fun. Do it. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Well, Tass, what it is it, man? Well, first I want to say congratulations to all of us uh, for going to be able to see a 2026 World Cup game here in the city mm. of Atlanta, hopefully, maybe in the city of Toronto. Uh, the announcement just came out. Mm. So many cities across North America. That's not my tweet, but I just want to congratulate everybody because I'm sure everybody's going to be seeing a, a World Cup game, they right? Did, they buy tickets the, already? Uh, yeah, they didn't announce where the final is, though, did they? I don't think no, so. No, I didn't, I didn't see that, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be all across Canada, the United States, and uh, Mexico. It's going to yep. be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Canada only got Toronto and Vancouver, but, you know, I guess they just got to be happy. Uh, America got everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's everywhere in the yeah. States. There's but, three uh, in Mexico, I think, too. I thought there was yeah, a third uh, Canadian. Is only two? I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's only T and V. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of T and V, let's go to the TD Garden for this tweet because Mark Gottlieb tweeted, the toilet at the garden for a Celtics NBA game is dead set the funniest place on earth. Quote, Jason Tatum is not ready for the spotlight. Tatum's not ready for the spotlight. I just like the Boston accent. We haven't had enough Boston accents. Did you guys enjoy your experience in Boston listening to the locals talk about spats? That's sports, by the way. I didn't know what that was. It came out of my mouth. I'm glad you told me. I, I over I overemphasize it because I'm not I'm not good at I'm not good at it. I, I would have gone more a sport light than um sport light. Yeah, Jason Tatum not ready for the sport light. What did you that's say in our video? Good. You said there's some water in Boston. Yes, yeah, Boston. That's, that's what, I'm going more at war than at ah. Boston, the water in Boston. 
Yeah, man. That's why. That's why I came to you. Yeah, yeah you're local. <laughs> yeah, Trey. Actually, Jeb. Whoops. No, that one. This one. Yeah. Here you Hawthorn. Go. <laughs> <At> Hawthorn. <laughs> Hoffman walking by the water in Boston. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's Lee doing a Boston accent. Uh, the best locals <laughs> we ran into were uh, after Game Four. We were trying to get our car to go wherever to back to our hotel, and we just ended up waiting at this one random corner where we had like just a bunch of people just walking by each and every way, including one guy who just couldn't stop bleeding from the leg guy. <laughs> he was just covered in blood from riding his bike. Not great. Uh, we had another guy, just a group of drunk bros, come up. He's like, "Dude, are you Will Ferrell?" <laughs> I was like, "No," but this guy was funny. This guy was actually funny to me. Uh, and then we just had like a car literally parked on the sidewalk for no reason, and they couldn't. I got like uh, some cops came up on <laughs> like on a four wheeler. Like I was like, "What yeah. is going on here?" So. Uh. That was the most locals experience that we got, but um, that was enough. That was a perfect yeah. amount. That guy with the blood, I mean, <laughs> it was a huge gash he had on his leg, and he was doing something where he was washing, like, paper towel or something in just, like, water in a in, in, in the top of, water like, a... Water in Boston. Um, yeah, water in Boston at the top of, like, a street divider thing. I don't know how he even got the water there, and I'm like... Oh my god, that's going to infect it even more, though, isn't it? What do you? You know, I didn't want to go up to him because I don't know how he had got this injury, but it was it was just weird that he was using dirty water to sort of clean his wound. I was like, what is going on? But this was <laughs> late night, Friday night. We we're waiting for an Uber, and uh, you know, we were just hanging out. Remember the bros as well about? I don't know how we got to it, but he 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 asked, um, or he found out we worked for the Athletic. And he's like, yo, the athletic man, that it's sick, but that uh, paywall man, that sucks, man. I was like, yeah, kind of the whole business model. <laughs> yeah, paywall is like, uh, well, I like think you high five those man. bros on the way uh, when they left in your trade. Huh? You, you high five those bros, oh, I think. I, as uh, I'm. I'm completely opposed to matt austin on the high-fiving random people if they want to yeah. offer it i'm like yeah, it's gonna make sure. their night you know yeah yeah <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna appreciate a nice high five um <laughs> did you want to wrap this uh podcast up with some true sicko shit trivia yeah sure yeah of course i think this yeah, might sure. be the most insane trivia i've ever asked you guys okay this is only for the sickos so if you don't want to hear this turn off the podcast turn off the stream right now this one's for the diehards can you name or find out how many names you can name from the list that decides on the finals MVP award. <laughs> I want okay. 11 names of voters. I'll give you some hints if you need them. But, yeah. uh, All right. I think I've got a couple. I mean, Sam Amick. Uh, from The Athletic. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Timmy Good Times. <laughs> Tim Buntemps. Yeah. Doris. Doris Burke. Those two from the ESPN. Um, the three. There is a French. Um, <laughs> there is? Of, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how I knew that, but I knew that. Do you know his uh, name? No. No idea what Shock. his name is. Yeah, okay. Jacques yeah. Monclar. Um, there's probably uh, one more international. Water. Is that water? Monclar? Water? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say, Lee? What you got? There's one more international voter, I think, there. Nah, that- nah, nah. Th- no. Hubie Brown is on it, is he? No, I don't think so. Or is he? No, Hubie's not on yeah. this year, at least. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, who else have we got? Maybe a Stephen A? You know why? I bet Hubie was ESPN Radio when he had the vote, but now it's Doris. Okay. Doris. That's, that my, makes that's sense. My, mm. my thinking. Mm. Okay, what'd you got, Lee? Stephen A? No. Wilbon. Does no. Does Breen have one? No, but you're close. Jackson. Mark Jackson. All right, you're up to okay. five. Mm. 
You're up to five. Okay. You're missing. Now you oh, got to remember man. they always give a vote to uh, both like team teams like the representatives. Bob Fitzgerald. No. Uh, who's a, who, who's the, the uh, you that guy that had the gash, the boot. guy that had the gash in his leg yeah, uh, yeah, when yeah. he was using uh, dirty water? This may have yeah, happened. Him, him and the Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry, Stephen Curry. He gets the vote for the Warriors. No, Gary Washburn was what uh, I was going for. No. Yeah. <laughs> he gave Carmelo the MVP. Uh, so that's Washburn. Yeah. So who is the Washburn. Warriors? You'll never get the, you'll never get the Bay Area News Group. I don't think you will. Dieter Kurtenbach. I have to admit, I, I don't know this woman's oh. name. I don't know. I've never... I don't remember Not uh, Janie McCauley? No. Madeline Kenny. Anyway, would have got that? Mm. Okay, mm. that's a tough one. Uh, you got a couple... Let's, let's finish this off, though. There's a couple names that you guys know. David big, Aldridge. No, but big writers like that. Uh, classic Kobe. That's your hint. Howard Beck. All right, there you go. What up, Beck? Howard Beck. Uh, Yahoo Sports guy, also TNT guy. Oh, Chris Haynes. There you go. Uh, two more left. The professor. One one guy we love. Are we yeah. high five or hug this guy every time we see him. Dan the Devine. Professor. No, not Dan Devine. Oh. Zach. Who are you saying? The pro- no, not Zach. The professor. The professor. Zach Lowe, no. Yeah. Not not hu- not the hugs. I'll get back to the hugs. Ashburner. No, but NBA.com is the way to go. John Schumann? Sean Powell. Not Schumann. Sean Powell. Nice call. Ah. Nice job, <laughs> We hug him every time we see him. Uh, final one. Final one. <laughs> this is a man. No, no, we're not hugging Sean Powell. We're hugging, we're hugging this guy when we see it. We, we, we love this guy. He loves us. We love him. Hugging. There's not many of those out there. Well, no, everybody hates us. Uh... <laughs> We hug no, I mean we're dapping him up. Us. We're like, of course, we're we're talking to him every time we see him. We hug him. He hugs us. <laughs> we just, Henry Abbott. No, oh, that's a good. He's a good hugger. Actually, Kevin Arnovitz. No, the affiliation for this man has changed. That's a nice hint. The affiliation for this man has yeah. changed. For our guy, you guys are gonna kick yourself when you don't get this one. I mean, I'm gonna the kick guy. Myself. He's a big guy. Played hoops. Mark Spears. Oh, Mark Spears. Mark Spears. Yeah. Oh. Oh. We saw him. We saw him in Boston. Yeah, we hugged Boston. Him. You did dap up? Him. We, Absolutely. We, we of course you did. And we hugged. Yeah. Would I we lie to you? Did. Man, yeah, that's, that's my guy. Myself. Spears. Love that. I can't believe that. There you go. Love Spears. There you go. Yeah. So Amick, Beck, Bonteps, Burke, Haynes, Jackson, Kenny, Monclar. If I'm saying that, probably not correctly. Uh, Powell, Spears, and Washburn. There you go. That's a good one. Woo! That's how you end the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's how you end. Um, Shout out to the sickos who stuck around. Yeah, yeah. There's some They're people playing it. along. Of course there are. Yeah, I think uh, still with the actually crawled uh, Spears. Way to go. Um, yeah, Spears Spears had some, uh, called out Wiggins a few years ago. I hope he's uh, oh. giving him some love right interesting. now. Uh, Once upon a time. Can you, can you um, name oh, I, I where want... uh, Spears works now? Uh, oh, he's the undefeated. Well done. Oh. Well done. Yeah, rich stuff. Um, I did want to mention, uh, I forgot to tell you guys, getting back to Boston, I was at a restaurant, had lobster roll on the menu, thirty two ninety five. Oh, wow. Is that 95 cents more than your lobster roll? We were 36. Yeah, we're 36. Oh, it was 36, yeah. my bad. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was yeah. 32 for yeah. some reason. Yeah. I thought thirty two ninety five was a lot for a roll a of lobster. Thirty six. Woo hee. <laughs> Twenty eight should be the maximum. Right. I don't know why. Twenty eight just seems good. 
right. Not 30. Let us know if you agree or disagree on how much a lobster roll. Over under cost. 28. Well, yeah. see, I mean, there's a market price, though, at uh, Neptune there. Yeah, so they know. might be 38 tomorrow. Who knows? They may be down to 28. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. How'd the fishing go the day before, you know? Yeah. Who knows? How was the water? How was the weather? <laughs> How's the temps? I mean, these... How's the moon? Bomb. Yes. Right. <laughs> How's the bond temps? <laughs> How are the Tim temps? <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, congrats on another great season. Uh, again, thank you to everybody that joins us live or listens later or watches later on YouTube and maybe obviously tweets in and emails in. We really, really appreciate it. We will be back on Monday. There'll be no show on Friday, no drop on Friday. This is the pod of record, as we said off the top. Uh, so enjoy this. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back in the Classic Factory on Monday. We got new no breaks coming up. Man, I don't know if they're going to have this race in Montreal. The weather's insane right now. We got big thunderstorms going on, huh? Oh, you should see after this, look up Pit Lane. It's like a river. Straight river. It's pretty crazy. So hopefully it dries out by Sunday or Saturday. Well, maybe we won't have a no breaks next week. Yeah, we maybe. shall see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's it's nuts right now, uh, apparently in Montreal. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week. Talk about hoops. We've got the draft. Hollinger is going to be joining us uh, at some point next week to uh, give his insight, his expertise into uh, the draft tiers and who's going where. We don't know much about the NBA draft or college basketball, I should say. So he'll help us out there. That was always a fun podcast, talking to our experts with The Athletic. Uh, so, yeah, lots to look forward to. Um, until Monday, though, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, to get back to the mountaintop like the Warriors, you gotta go all out, full throttle, tongue to tile. You gotta do it all. Embrace That's it. the weekend.